Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org, also found on uh, various outlets across the internet, like Podbean and Spotify and all these other places. But the central location, growingingrace.org, find all the info there. I'm Joel Brzezicki, the Breeze Man, along with the Cap, Mike Kapler, getting uh, together for our weekly chat about the grace of God, the love of God, and all of these things. We've been, we're starting something here, well, last week, just kind of, I don't know, getting Back to the basics, uh, sharing the heart of what this podcast is about, the various, if you want to call them topics, the things that we like to talk about on those podcasts. And so last week we talked about perfection. God demanded perfection, not progress, as they say on the Grace Cafe podcast. And so he provided us with a substitute, not a goal. So we talked about that. And this week, Mr. Kapler uh, will talk about righteousness Hopefully um, our listeners, uh, if you've listened to us for any amount of time, you know what we're going to be talking about here, but it's always good. It's always good to be reminded of these biblical truths. Oh, there's so much to learn, Joel. We think we know it sometimes, but we really don't. I mean, we, we get little bits and pieces, but there's a, uh, I think we've just taken a few cups out of the ocean, really. I mm-hmm. mean, there's just, just so much. It's so vast. It's so infinite. It, it's cool to learn what we have learned. And, and this is a good thing. I think this is exciting because we don't want to get bored with life if we're going to live forever, right? <laughs> so there's always going to be more to learn and grow in and understand and get excited about. And that, that, that's just life. It's bubbly. It's, it's vibrant. That's exciting. And uh, I think what we're finding ourselves doing here after program number 700, kind of reflecting back on what our podcast is about, some of the core if I can use the the word core values that we kind of hold dear to the podcast, I think a lot of them are wrapped up in our identity in Christ. Last week was talking about perfection and, and having been perfected through the work of Christ, not through our own behavior. And the same is true with, with righteousness, I, I think, Joel. Number one, uh, what is righteousness? When people hear that, I, maybe a lot of different things go through your mind. But in summary, to keep it simple, it just it really just means being right with God. It implies, using a, a definition here that I, I found online, it, it implies the state of him as he ought to be, the condition acceptable to God. That kind of defines righteousness. So I went many years of my Christian life up until I began to discover the true grace of the gospel. 25 years ago, but I was a Christian for nearly 20 years before that, uh, more than 20 years. I got saved as a youngster and went for many years wondering, sometimes, at least from time to time, I would wonder, where do I stand with God? Maybe I didn't feel like I was doing enough or, you know, maybe I made, you know, some mistakes along the way and and uh, went my own way for a while. And, you know, you want, where do I stand with God? And, and Joel, when I, when I would be out in the street Sometimes we'd go out and, and share Jesus with people uh, back in our radio days and, and or up to the university or whatever. And, and I would sometimes pitch it in a way that, you know, if, if you were to die tonight, do you know for sure whether you would go to heaven or not? That's, 
That's one way to, to a, strike up a conversation with people. And a lot of times they'd come back and say, well, I, I hope so. Or how can I be sure? How can you possibly know? And that's where you could begin to show them the message of, of life in Christ. And But the sad thing on the other side of that coin, the sad thing is in recent years, I've explained to people how they have become the righteousness of God as a believer in Jesus Christ apart from works. It's by faith. But sometimes they'll say, how can I know where I stand with God? Well, I've been there. I know I know what they're thinking. Uh, and you might even wonder if you're saved sometimes because you just, if you're riding the, your high spiritual horse, you feel pretty good. You know, God's going to accept you. He's going to love you more. He's going to bless you more. But when things aren't going so good and you're not doing everything that you think you should be, then suddenly uh, it becomes um, a question mark for you. And it shouldn't be that way. And, and isn't that silly to think that there's something that we can do to make ourselves more loved, more acceptable, more blessed, more righteous, more holy, more sanctified? It's all based upon the work of Christ. There is no boasting for us to be doing. Right. That's that's religion for you. That's, you know, religion will do that. Legalism will perhaps on the one hand quote that, yeah, we can't boast before God. But then <laughs> they'll make it all about what we can do without necessarily puffing out our chest and boasting before God. But really, that's what a person is doing if they're saying that their righteousness comes anywhere close to the righteousness of God. And see, that's what it's about. That key phrase there right there, the righteousness of God. That's what we needed. Our righteousness, the good things that we could do, the righteous things that we can do as human beings— even the most righteous of the righteous things falls so short of the righteousness of God. You know, after the giving of the law in Deuteronomy 6, <laughs> the Lord, it says here in Deuteronomy 6, the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is this day. Then it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to observe all these commandments before the Lord our God as he commanded us. So right off the bat, the people of Israel had this idea that as long as they would keep the law, it would be righteousness for them. You know how long that lasted? It did not last <laughs> very long at all. Hebrews even talks about this in Hebrews 8 where it says that first covenant, which was that covenant of laws, if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second, because finding fault with them, God says, I will, making, I will be making a new covenant. So the reason the new covenant was needed in the first place was because God found fault with the people. They said, it will be righteousness to us. God said, I only find fault with you. See, that's all that the law can do. The law cannot actually make anybody righteous because in order to do so, you have to keep it perfectly. So if you want to if you want to stand before God and say, I'm going to keep your law and it will be righteousness to me, uh, he will say, I only find fault with you. And what we need then is the righteousness of God. You see, there's a difference between the righteous deeds that I can produce and the righteousness of God. And the righteousness of God is only something that we can receive as a gift, apart from any righteous things that we do. it's That's so clear. I, I think that is so simple to understand. But for whatever reason, uh, people tend to have a hard time actually believing it. There's got to be something that I got to do. It's got to be on me somehow, but it's not. God says, I've taken care of it all. It's all about my own righteousness, God says, that I have given to you as a gift. Your righteousness 
doesn't add a thing to it. In fact, when you try to make it about your righteousness, you take away from God's righteousness. And there you go. And we don't want to do that, do we? Of course not. We're, we're putting the responsibility back on us again when we do that. And it was never meant to be that way. We are at peace with God now because we have been redeemed by faith. We have peace with God now because we're, we're saved by faith, not by what we do or don't do. This righteousness thing is a, is a key component because, and you've heard us say this before, if you've been listening for a long time, if you're new, welcome aboard. But you can go into a lot of Bible-believing Christian evangelical churches and ask for a show of hands of how many people here are righteous today. And you will see very few hands pop up. People are reluctant to do that. They think it's not humble. They'll think it's, uh, you know, something out of the ordinary. But ask how many people can show, have a show of hands on how many are sinners here today. And these are Bible believers. These are Christians, right? These are people who, who claim to know Jesus Christ. Watch the hands pop up. They don't understand who they are in Christ. You are not defined or identified as a sinner anymore. Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we were born in Adam and we did have a sin problem. But now in Christ, he took that away and he has put his righteousness in us, his holiness uh, is now a part of who we are. You know, I had somebody tell me one time, hey, uh, the Bible says that there are none righteous. Nobody's righteous, not one. The Bible does say that. It says it in the Old Covenant, and Paul referred back to it in the book of Romans. There is none. But you got to keep reading. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go before what he said there in Romans 3. We go back to chapter 1 and 2. And then go on to chapter 3, 4, and 5, and so on, and, and all the way through uh, the end of Romans, for that matter, and find out what is being communicated there. There was nobody righteous. As you were talking about, Joel, even though the Jews were uh, had a zeal for God and they were pursuing righteousness through the works of the law, they failed. Therefore, nobody was righteous through that law. Instead, righteousness would have to come through another source. What's the source? <laughs> The Word, Jesus Christ, He would become our righteousness. All right, so it's important for you to understand, though, for all of us, to, to continue to grow in our understanding and the knowledge of this truth. Yeah, that's right, uh, because, again, I think it's it's so clearly laid out in Paul's epistles and, and in the New Testament scriptures uh, that it's true that under the old covenant, under the old way, where they were trying to, again, like you say, they had zeal for God. They were trying to establish righteousness through the law, through what they did. In that respect, there is none righteous, no, not one. But, you, like you say, keep on reading, because that's not the full story. Paul is making the case that apart from Christ— there is no one righteous, no, not one. We're hopeless. Whether you're a Jew who has the law or a Gentile who never had the law, we're all hopeless because nobody can actually live up to the righteousness of God. And so it's something that we have to receive as a gift. And in fact, Jesus went this far with it. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, He made him who knew no sin, that's God, made him, Jesus, who knew no sin. Jesus knew no sin. He made him to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We, who there are none righteous, no, not one, nobody does good. We never did a right, one thing right in our lives. We became the righteousness of God. 
Jesus knew no sin and he became sin. We knew no righteousness. We became righteousness. It's the great exchange. We exchanged our life for the life of Christ. We exchanged our sin for God's righteousness. It's the gift. It's a beautiful, wonderful gift that God has given us that we cannot earn. We absolutely cannot earn it. We can seek all we want to establish our righteousness through what we do, but it all boils down to the gift. You know, Paul says in Romans 2, the only people who can be righteous are those who follow the law. And again, he's making the case that under that old covenant, you have to follow the law. But then he says, but yet no one can be righteous according to the law. (laughs) And so the point of that, all of that, is that it's about the gift. It's not about our works. So hopefully this uh, sums up uh, this aspect of, of what we like sharing here on the podcast. Righteousness is it's something that it seems so elusive to people, but yet it's freely given. And so you can trust God rather than trusting in your own efforts. And something else that you can trust in as the gift, you know, people say that sanctification, some people say, that sanctification is a process. Is it a process or are we already sanctified as part of our identity that we've been born into in Christ? That is what we'll talk about next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.